Hello guys, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been meaning to watch that. I'm your co-host Monica and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Glenn. Say hi Glenn. Hi everybody, how hi. y'all doing? Guys, it is another week, another pod, another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Today we are going to be talking about uh, our predictions for the Oscars because Oscar noms were uh, announced yesterday. So we're going to go over like some movies that we like, you know, some things that were really interesting this award season, how award season has changed in the time of COVID and all that fun stuff. But before we get into that, today we will talk about things that we can't wait to watch. It is our beginning segment, can't wait to watch. We talk about TV shows and movies that are coming out that we simply cannot wait to see. And one that I didn't talk about, um, one that I didn't talk about last week, but I do, I am excited to watch it, is Inviting Anna. Inventing, oh, mm-hmm. Inventing the, Anna. The Netflix yeah. show or the yeah, Netflix? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, saw, I yeah. haven't watched it, but I did see it pop up. I think it's interesting that like there's a Netflix series out where like the real life person can commentate on the show. And I do have a feeling that's gonna be very much like white feminist girl boss vibes. So maybe I won't like it that much, but I'm still gonna give it a try. You know, I'm still gonna give it a shot because I need something new to watch. You know, I keep I keep watching like the same things over and over again. And like I gotta we gotta spice it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I keep seeing something new on Netflix and I'm like, oh that's cute, and I just ignore it. Like, no. I need to be hopping on the trends. I need to be in the know with everybody else. So I will be watching Inventing Anna. And I also have to watch The Chair. It stars Sandra Oh. And we all love Sandra Oh. So I had to get into that as well. Yes. Glenn, is there anything you're excited to watch coming out soon? Um, So I'm flipping the script a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm instead of saying something that I cannot wait to watch, I'm actually saying something that I just watched. And I am glad because I've talked about it several times on Can't Wait to Watch, uh, the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Yes. Was it so long? Yes. Um, and did it need to be that long? No. But mm-hmm. even if it wasn't like a Batman movie, it was still a good movie. It was very grim, noir, detective-esque vibes. They really like strayed away from the superhero type vibes and really made it more of like just like a dark, like city is riddled with crime mm-hmm. mystery. Um, and that made a lot better. Also, Zoe Kravitz was also in more than 30 seconds. Good. She's actually she was popping out, she was popping in. And oh my goodness, there is um there's a scene where there's several scenes like this, but there's one that stood out in particular where she's like undercover and like um Batman can like see through the contact in her eye and he has like a thing in her ear, so he's like guiding her. And her outfit during that scene turned it. She was wearing a red, like, bob wig. Like, I mean, like, red, like, fiery red. And, like, she was at, like, a nightclub. And I remember I saw that. I was like, she had, like, seven different wigs throughout the movie. And I'm not a wig expert, but all of them at least looked decent quality. Like, they had some sort of wig budget. Come on now. She looked fabulous in every single one of the wigs. The last wig that she wore was, like, and I'm gonna call it a Nicki Minaj ripoff because it was like the pink hair, like the very okay. like pink hair, like yeah. 2010 style. Mm-hmm. What? And she was kicking ass in that scene. She was ready to kill somebody. No spoilers, but mm-hmm. I mean, she is Catwoman. She's always ready to kill somebody. Um, I was like, absolutely, as you should. We could I just get a full movie of this? Actually, I love yeah. the scene that we're doing, but can we have more of it? 
We love that. We love to see it. So yeah, um, for anyone who is on the fence, if you like grim, noir, detective type movies, then you'll like this movie because it is a really good movie. Like really well put together overall. I'm really glad that like new superhero films that are coming out is breaking the mold of like Marvel's, you know, mm-hmm. like very family friendly, but like oversaturated, like American imperialism type vibes for like superhero movies. And it's gonna be something different. Give you get something new, give you something fresh. And I'm happy and I'm excited for it. Uh, I do have to say, uh, <laughs> TikTok the other day uh, from Keon, Keon Rance, I love him. And he was talking about how he could never be Batman because he has beef with everybody. And that would just not work for him. And I feel the same way because if I'm simply living my life and then there's a guy giving me riddles, Chad, tell me. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what's red, white, and black all over? I don't know. Drop the person in the river, I guess. Damn, I <laughs> I'm not doing all this. Drop I'm not doing this. The river. Like, just let him go, bruh. Burn the building down. I'll, I'll put it out. I don't know. Like, you just want me to do all these word problems, these brain teasers to save someone's life? Like, do you know what I would do? I would stall. I'd have the police, like, they're on microphone or whatever. I'd be like, um, no, that's a very interesting one. Let, right. let me think while the police are looking. I'm like, yeah. hmm, no, that's a little toughie. Now, I'm yeah. going to have to sit down and think about this mm-hmm. one. And then and as like, soon as the police are like, we got it, we're like, bye, bitch. Absolutely. He's like, okay, cool. Bye. See you later. Like, have fun with that. Like, he presses the button. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, or he disarmed the bomb. Already Ooh. saved the person. <laughs> Sorry. Like, they tell me riddle, and I'm like, okay, but here's a question. Why the color red? Why not blue? You know, you do that thing that kids do where they ask like irrelevant questions. Oh, yeah, on like topic. why? <laughs> change the subject. It's like, no, stay <laughs> on topic. Stay on subject. No, 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 no. But let's think about this. How are you black all over? Why not? I don't know. You know, Middle Eastern. Why are you racist? It's like, yeah, true. Give flustered. Catch yeah. Just try to get, get up, like, knock them off their toes, knock off their toes, you know, get them distracted. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. I do yeah, I just, I felt like we've talked about it so much on this podcast. It would be, we need to, like, have a good conclusion. I just want to say, um, going back and rewatching the pods, there are several times where I say, I cannot wait to watch something and I do not watch it. And you so. <laughs> I've been trying. I've been trying to get better because there are several times where I've done that as well. Yeah, so definitely gonna you know try and keep that up. You know, keep it going, keep it fresh. And yes, so guys, here we are. We're gonna be talking about the Oscar, our Oscar predictions. Talking about award season in general. You know, the movies coming out. What we think about them? Are they good? Are they bad? Are they interesting? Are they giving what they we think they should be giving? Okay. You know? What. Let's not lie to our audience. Uh, we have looked at the nominations for Best Picture, and we know it is not giving what it's supposed to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We so don't like, have to sit here and lie. Okay. Our, but like, <laughs> okay. Well, let's just like, I, you know, you're not wrong. You're not. See, wrong. here's the thing. I don't think. I don't think that. Like, we live in 2022. I don't think anyone's out here really still thinking that these award shows are like good representations yeah. of like the movies or the the music or the TV shows or the um like the I guess for the Italians like the although Broadway's kind of like semi shut down right now you know yeah. the 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 theater performances that went on through the year mm-hmm. I would say the Italians is probably still the most true to like the actual world of it but all the others. 
it's just it's just um it's a film boy fest it's whatever the film boy is like that year it has really nothing to do with the quality of the movies usually unless it's like absolutely amazing amazing cannot ignore and even then sometimes it gets snubbed i do have to say as a musical theater nerd the tonys aren't that different from the oscars in some prospects it's just that like the tonys will have people of color performing at their award shows but then not give them their due like when hamilton happened everybody went to go see hamilton and it like caused other uh musicals to underperform and it was like the hamilton effect and there's a lot of discourse around whether it was hamilton's fault or not uh long story short hamilton swept the oscars and the tonys but Mm -hmm. a lot of other really really good shows were on broadway that year that did not get their due see And 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 like obviously Okay, okay, so one, like, obviously, I remember the Hamilton effect. Mm-hmm. Two, unfortunately, it's one of those things where it's just, I'll say this, like, life being unfair. Like, like Hamilton didn't get created specifically to win every Tony and win every Oscar. Yeah, Hamilton I fully believe that, like, like Lin-Manuel Miranda was just trying to write the most interesting, best story that he could, as all writers do, as all mm-hmm. people do. They're just trying to produce their best work. And it's just unfortunate for all the other really great shows at the time that his happened to be the one that got like picked up and swept away. Um, and like if one of those other people's shows had maybe come out a year before or a year after, it could be a completely different story. But it was just unlucky that it happened to be running at the same time. And so it got swept under the rug. Yeah. You know, like. Which is one of the stupidest things. Like, because. Yeah. It's bound to happen to at least one show every like every year. I would say one show gets kind of ignored because there's another one that's just a little bit too popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Lin Manuel Miranda didn't write Hamilton despite Sarah Bareilles. No, you know it's just it's just what happened, and this does happen in award seasons because there are countless amazing films that come out each year mm-hmm. and they're all wonderful and the actors who play in these films give their all in you know their scenes but there will be certain movies that are you know focused on or picked up and they're just kind of like carried into the award show wave and other movies aren't you know what i mean like there are if a movie has like certain actresses in it like of course a male streep Nicole Kidman, Kate Blanchett, those kind of actresses, Jessica Chastain, of course, is another person, then those movies will be put on the fast track towards the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes there are films that are done by directors that aren't well known, or there are films that are different and new that do get swept up in the awards track, like Boys in the Hood, or this year I would say Coda is a film that is a little like it's done well also parallel mothers is another one and i would say the power of the dog but it's still you know it's not you know it's not always like promised you know what i mean like if you have a movie that you really love and it doesn't get nominated like for me it's the green knight because dev patel was doing his thing and i am so upset that he didn't get nominated for anything but that's okay because it was still a really good movie it's a really great movie you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it happens you know it's you know you're your favorite movie not being nominated for an oscar doesn't mean it's not good it just it just happened you know yeah yeah unfortunate circumstances of the industry oh gosh man you can't just it happened. do you yeah. want to just dive right into it yeah so 
yes, we can just dive right into it. So first things first, um, of course, there are like other award shows that happen before the Academy Awards that kind of like mm-hmm. give the voters kind of like a, you know, a little taste, you know, a little like finger on the pulse as to what's going on. You know, there's a Critics' Choice Awards, which is going to premiere, I think, on the 12th or the 13th. And the Golden Globes already happened. There's a Screen Actors Guild Awards, and then there's a British Academy Film Awards, mm-hmm. right? So I just really quickly just want to go over a lot of great things that happen in terms of like award season. Uh, you know, MJ Rodriguez finally got her a Golden Globe, and she is the first transgender person to win an acting award, which she deserves. And, you know, we got to ignore the things that uh, Billy Porter said a year or two ago, because that's not important right now. What's important is MJ, and she got her Golden Globe, which she deserves, okay? And I hope that this Golden Globe is her ticket to becoming the next It Girl in Hollywood. I want her, I want to see her in more movies than Nicole Kidman. I want to see her in everything. I want to see her shine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I want to see her doing the things. I love her. And also, Ariana DeBose, I'm so happy for her. I love this woman. As a musical theater nerd, I have been obsessed with her for so long, like her. And like, they're always like the musical theater girls that you know. And she is one of them. And I'm so happy for her. I'm so excited for her. I'm so glad for her. She was the, she became the first Afro-Latina and openly queer woman of color to win a SAG award. And she's also nominated for an Oscar, okay? And her and Krista Stewart were two of the first openly gay people to be nominated for an Oscar this year. Mm-hmm. And they deserve it. Maybe oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm absolutely. So also happy for Kristen because like she really we talked about this bit we yeah. had a whole episode <laughs> and guess did. what guess what we won because she don't even need the Oscar now should she get it yes we absolutely won. but she don't even need the Oscar right. she got nominated little miss uh, little miss Bella Swan herself yeah. has an Oscar nomination and your fave could it. never and she deserves she truly does deserve we love this for her she ran her entire own movie. She mm-hmm. was the, I mean, not the only character, but quite literally the only character you're supposed to pay attention to right. in the movie yeah. and got Best Actress because she carried it. And you know what? I'm glad that I was wrong because I remember a couple months ago, you know, I think we both were kind of like... I know, I was iffy too. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if a movie comes out and you're not sure about the plot, but they have a good actor in it, it's like, well, you know, they can carry it on their back. But everything about it mm-hmm. mm, she yes. did she absolutely yes. deserves it that was so good it was so good it was so good and so sweet and you know even if she doesn't win that's okay i'm glad she was nominated nonetheless because mm-hmm. now y'all can shut up about these jokes but her being a bad actress all right <laughs> you can put them to rest put them to bed lay them in the <laughs> kill it it's done the joke is not funny no more. Find a new one. Thank you. We love to see it. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Rachel Zegler made history as the first actress of Colombian descent and the first Latina to win Best Actress, and also the youngest winner in that category at the Golden Globes. And was she nominated for an Oscar? Rachel Zegler. Uh, I do not see. Okay, I don't, just, no, I don't see her. It was just Ariana. It wasn't her as well, but. I'm glad that Rachel got a Golden Globe because, you know, that is still an amazing feat in itself. Mm-hmm. And she's really talented. Like, 
the fact that she has gone, she went, she, she has been in a Steven Spielberg film. She got a Golden Globe and she's going to be in a Disney movie. Like rack it out. Yeah, she's doing great. She's doing so great. We're so proud of her. Yes, Rachel. Come on, kill it. As long as you don't do anything else weird on the internet anymore, you know, we can keep cheering you on. Yeah, let's you know? cut down all that. Actually. Let's cut down on social media a mm-hmm. little bit. But you know what? Let's just focus on your girl. job right now. Yes. Um, yes. And getting you a bag. Yes. Hop in that bag, girl. Hop off of Twitter, please. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We love that for her. Yes. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the ones that I wrote down are TV noms, but we don't really have to get into that. Uh, one thing I am very happy about is Ingenue Ellis being nominated for Best Supporting Actress because she is one of those actresses that like, as a Black person, you kind of know who she is because you see her, well, I've seen her in a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. And she's just like one of those actresses I've seen in so many other little things that I just like recognize her talent and I recognize her face. But to Mm -hmm. see her like be nominated for a Golden Globe is great. It is amazing. (laughs) She deserves, I was so happy. I hope, I hope she wins. I would like to see her win. You know, if her or Ariana win, that'd be great. If some people do think that's going to be Judy Dench. And it, if it is the Dame Dench, then it is the Dame Dench, Dench that wins, you know? That's just how the cookie crumbles. And I'm okay with that. Wait. I mean. You're talking, you're talking for like an Oscar? Yeah, she was nominated for an Oscar. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She was as well? Oh my God. Yeah. How did, I, did I completely yeah. miss her name? What do you mean? She's in the Oscars category on the... Because I know that she was nominated for, that she won the Golden Globe. Yes. I don't see her in the Oscar, like an Oscar nom. We mean, she's right there. Best Supporting Actress, Ingenue Ellis for King Richard as Oracine Brandy Price. Sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about someone else. No, no, I'm talking about her. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's why I was so shocked. Hmm. Something. I think something's gonna. Uh. I think Wikipedia is down. Ooh. Yeah. I think yeah, Wikipedia is glitching on my end too. Yeah. Wikipedia just shut down. I think. Oops. All right. That's fine. We still have our notes though. We're good. Yes. Um. Another thing. Ooh. Drive my car. It's a movie that a lot of people have recommended that I go see, mm-hmm. and I do want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I I can't wait to watch it. It looks really good, and it's the first. Japanese film to be nominated for Best Picture. And the director is the third Japanese director to be nominated for Best Director. So shout out to them. And also shout out to Jane Campion, who is the director of The Power of the Dog. It's the first film to be directed by a woman to receive more than 10 nominations. But Jane is the first director, the first female director to receive more than one Academy nomination for Best Director. So let's hope. Let's hope she goes mm-hmm. home with a win. Mm-hmm. Let's hope she goes home with a win. Yes, queen. We love to see it. And Coda is one of the uh, first films. It's Apple Originals' first film to be nominated for an Academy Award. But shout out to Apple, you know. And it is also one of the first films that's a predominantly deaf and non-hearing cast in leading roles to be nominated for Best Picture. And Troy Closser 
who received a nomination for the Oscars, but he also received a nomination for the SAC Awards as, you know, an actor, which is awesome. Uh, I love uh, that. Yes. Mm. Coda, it is a film about um, Ruby. She is the only hearing member of her deaf family in Massachusetts. And at 17, she works mornings before school to help her parents and her brother keep their fishing business afloat. But joining her high school's choir club, Ruby finds herself drawn to both her duet partner and her latent for latent passion for singing. So it's kind of like a cute little uh, coming of age film. And I'm very happy that this movie is given its due because there have been countless times where movies are made with people who are, you know, physically disabled and they do not have disabled actors playing these roles. So to have a film filled with people who are deaf and non-hearing and to be receiving this much acclaim is very wonderful and very inspiring and will show show it will show Hollywood. I don't know why I glitched right there. It'll show Hollywood that you should cast people in roles that they are made for. All right. White people are not the everyman anymore. Wait, we we are done with that. All right, we're white done with man, that. White people have never been the everyman. They're not. Like Scarlett Johansson could take a seat. All right, find somebody else. Thank you. We appreciate it. And that's the thing. Like you remember when Scarlett Johansson, um, that movie was not uh, announced that she was going to do playing a trans man. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. See, the plot of the movie was a good idea. It's just that she shouldn't have been picked for the role, and because of the backlash, they just scrapped the film altogether. If they had continued on with the movie and they cast somebody who fit the main character, it would have been a great movie and people would have gone seen it and gone and seen it nonetheless. You don't need a big name behind your film to have people go see it. It just needs to be good. And Coda is a good example of how like there are no name actors in this movie, mm-hmm. but people are watching it because Absolutely. the story is interesting, it's well written, and has really great actors, and you have people who are true to the roles that you have in this film, so it want people want to watch it. It's not hard. Uh, see, uh, uh, like you're saying this as if this is supposed to be some revelation, but the idea <laughs> of just creating a good movie should not be a revelation. Yeah. If you can't create a good movie without a big star actor, then maybe you're not that good at creating movies. Adam McKay has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Adam McKay has entered the chat. Cause like people were talking about how it was such a snub that he wasn't nominated for like best director. But can we talk about Don't Look Up and how like Do we have to? We don't have to. Wait, we actually I do no, I do want to talk. I want to talk about that yellow beaded black beautiful bitch Ananaya. The only reason I only watched the movie for mm. him, mm. Um, because I support um, black businesses whenever possible. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I think Will Ferrell, like Will Ferrell and Adam McKay, they're obviously like a dream team. You know, they're mm. really great together. They work really well together. And you know, the Big Short, Vice, you know, Secession. Like this man is talented. He's great, and you know. He has a new show coming out uh, called Winning Time. Mm-hmm. But I like, think that just came out Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, no one is arguing that Adam McKay isn't talented. He is. He's funny. He's a great writer. All that mm-hmm. stuff. But you can't just, like, have a movie. Okay, this is my biggest problem with Don't Look Up. All right. 
Now, I'm just gonna say this. I love everybody in that movie. Every actor, all my favorite actors. So, you know, yeah, yeah, it is a star-studded cast. It's a star-studded cast. I'm gonna say that right now, you know, except Jennifer Lawrence. I never really was a fan of her. I don't okay, but <laughs> even if you aren't a fan of her, it is still Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Like she's, you can't argue she's not She's a, a great star. actress. She's a great actress. She is. But like, the problem, my problem with Don't Look Up is that the movie hammers it's home bad. the message. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the problem, my problem with Don't Look Up is that it focuses on, we need to save the planet. We need to save the planet. We need to stop this comment. We need to do this. We need to do that. Okay. But why? Why should we save the planet? Why should we stop the comment? What is worth saving here? If we save the planet, who are we doing it for? What is the purpose behind it? Y'all got these people running around on morning shows, talking to Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi to save the earth. Mm -hmm. But why? Like, I need to know why. Because I really, like, I want to know. Is it because you're going to miss the sunset? Is it because you want a beautiful world for your kids? Is it because you want to save the planet? That way you can save the people on here. We can stop the racial injustice and the income inequality here. What is it? I need a reason. I need a purpose. You have Leonardo DiCaprio actually doing the hardest, playing the hardest role in his life. Where he has to pretend that he's attracted to a woman his own age. And I need to know why. <laughs> oh why? Why are you doing this? Why? Why is Tyler Perry saying this to Kate McKinnon? Why? Not Kate McKinnon. Kate Blanchett. Why did I say Kate McKinnon? My bad. Why is Tyler Perry saying this to Kate Blanchett? Something I would, never thought I would ever see in my life. I'm going to say that right now. But like, I... Do you know what? Wait a second. Hmm. Do you know what makes this hurt even more? Like, don't look up in, in general, just hurt even more. Hmm. I've talked about this several times, but um, last semester, I was taking um, a science fiction fantasy class. And uh, there's a book, a, a short story that we had to read called The Comet. It was the same concept. It was a comet heading towards Earth. Um, you know, like people want to stop it, blah, blah, blah. Some people didn't believe, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what the thing was? That book was written, was written by W.E.B. Du Bois. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was written in 1920 and it was six pages. And it made me feel more and conveyed everyone's emotions better than the entire film. Mm -hmm. Again, that short story was written over a hundred years ago. I'm pretty sure it was it was def definitely less than ten pages. Um, and it did a better job conveying the complexities, the mm -hmm. hysteria, the disbelief, the deniers, the scientists trying to figure everything out, and the aftermath of what happened once the comet did crash into Earth. Better than this entire movie. Yeah, yeah, it's. It truly is like quality over quantity. If you have a good script and you know what you're writing, you know the purpose behind it, it doesn't matter who you put in the movie or how long it is. What matters is the message at the end of the day, you mm -hmm. know? Like there are short films and documentaries that talk and touch on very difficult and harsh topics. And you can understand it. You can understand the gravity and the weight of it all perfectly. And there are films that touch on like harsh topics as well. Like a movie that comes to my mind is a film called Pieces of a Young Woman or Pieces of a Woman, I think it is. And it's a really, really good movie. It's a film about a woman and she lost her child due to like some miscommunication um, when she was giving birth at home. Mm. 
And it was a difficult film to watch, but it was so beautiful and so well done. And it was a bit longer, but I feel like it needed to be long so that we could see all the awkward pauses and the difficult situations that come up when you're dealing with something as hard as that and what a woman's like, and how a woman feels when she goes through that pieces of a woman. Okay. I just wanted to Google it real quick because I want to see Vanessa Kirby. She's the actress. It's okay. a really good movie. Like it's on Netflix and it's really good and I loved it so much. And it's based off a book of the same name. It is based on a true story and it's like it's really hard to watch, but it's so beautiful. And this is another film that I think should have been nominated for an Academy Award last year is what it should have been nominated but it wasn't and that sucks and that's another problem is that like there are certain films that touch on very specific experiences that people go through and the voters of the oscars do not relate to those experiences Mm -hmm. so they will not put those movies in they will not vote for those movies they won't watch them they won't think about them they won't consider them and adam mckay being a white man who's very well known like making a movie about climate change everybody cares about climate change oh my gosh Leonardo DiCaprio oh my gosh almost be Leonardo DiCaprio and obviously climate change is important and like comedy could save the world whatever your feeling is on that but don't look up <laughs> is not a better movie than like the green knight don't look up is not a better movie than like I'm gonna say this right now pig I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it don't look up was not a better movie than The Fresh Dispatch, than Mass. Okay, was it better than The Last Duel? Yes, every other movie was better than The Last Duel. The last was boring. <laughs> okay. It okay, was okay. boring. <laughs> okay, true. Don't look up was chaotic. It was mm-hmm. kind of messy. It was kind of shallow. Mm-hmm. But at least I wasn't actively bored watching it. You know, but like, I was you interested. Do more than keep you entertained. I was interested. I mean, yeah, I guess, and I also I. What I said this, I do think the Era of the Garden should have been nominated for best song for that song. Really? Because I kind of like that song. It I is want, kind of a bop, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't want Era Garden to have her Oscar. Like, she deserves. I want her to have an Oscar. Imagine that. Imagine Era of the Garde, who's like five feet tall, having an Oscar. Would it be know. funny? Would it be funny mm-hmm. if she got an Oscar for that song? Mm-hmm. And don't look up to it when a single other award. That's all uh, I wanted. That's uh, all I wanted. That's what I wanted. She walks like, bye, bitches. I got yes. my Oscar. Thank you for having me. She's, <laughs> She's the only person that goes home with an award that night. It's what she deserves, though. She deserves it. Because, like, look, it's Ariana. Like, did you not listen to the song? Let me play it again. Let yeah. me play it again. She's a pop princess, okay? Give her her thing. And she was doing her thing. Yes, she was working she in was. her field, and she killed it. She was. It was so sweet. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, no hate against Adam McKay. I just feel like his next movie will be better. His next movie will be better. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm over, like, films about things that are serious issues. And then I don't see the people behind these films doing anything towards the serious issues. Like, I can, can you cut a check? to yeah. you know, somebody please like can you at least use a metal straw like something <laughs> <laughs> like do you compost do you reuse reuse recycle reduce reuse recycle like do you have a home garden because i know you have enough space for it in your house mm-hmm. do you go your own tomatoes we're waiting do you give back something something yeah but you know don't look up not being not don't look up being nominated for best picture is a joke and if it wins, I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be so annoyed. I'm gonna be so annoyed because Dune deserves Best Picture. 
Period. I was about to say that. I was about to ask what you think this is. And it's Dune. Yes, it is. If it's not Dune, it's driving my car. One of those. Yes. I won't take anything else. If Belfast takes it, that's okay. If Licorice Pizza takes Oh we're going to this is going to be riots. No, not licorice pizza. I don't can we talk about licorice pizza for a second? Because like I know I did a rant on it a while ago, but like No, but this is the time to do it again. (laughs) The amount of discourse around this movie and people who think like there are people on film Twitter who think that people are over dramatic and that it's like people are upset that people are upset about a 15 year old dating a 25 year old can i say it no actually why am i even asking we're already on it it's -hmm. because unfortunately for us but just like in the community Mm -hmm. i have yet to meet a guy that does not have some sort of milk fetish it's just it Mm -hmm. runs in the blood it runs in the blood so it's a story that quite literally basically every single straight male can relate to yeah yeah and i know that like um i think paul anderson he talked about how that one character who like treats asian women really badly it made like the really racist asian joke and like treats asian women as like interchangeable objects he said that basically that character is just a product of their time it's set in the film which is true like <coughs> That's true, bless you. But also... Wait, because I have an opinion on that. Okay, go ahead. I have an opinion. I Okay, so diverting for a second. Mm -hmm. I hate that statement so much because let's say... Because, like, no matter how I spin my argument, like, what I'm saying is, like, a negative thing that needs to be addressed, Mm -hmm. the defense always, like, the defense's words change, but always goes back to protecting the white man. For example, mm-hmm. if I say men are trash, men are shit, um, the immediate response is, well, not all men are like that. Like, you just have, like, that experience. Not all men, blah, 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 okay? Mm-hmm. But if I go back into the past, and let's say I say something like George Washington owned slaves, immediately it's, well, that's a part of his time. So I can't attack someone individually for something that they did that was immoral. And I can't attack a group of people for things that they did. What do you want? Notice how they're changing the words, but at the end of the day, they're still just protecting the white man. Mm. Nothing has changed. I adjust my argument to fit their demands, and they just come up with a new defense. Yep. I do not stand for it was a part, he was a part of his time. No. no. No, 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 Because you're arguing that no one in the past could have known better. You're arguing, like, in this example, they're saying, like, oh, that man was a part of his, of his time with, like, how he mistreated Asian women and all of that. He treated them as interchangeable objects. That man is a fully grown human being that should be able to recognize that any woman is also a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't care if every single man that he's ever interacted with treats women, specifically Asian women, like objects. He is still a living, breathing, thinking, conscious person and has the ability to discern differently. Yeah. Like, you can treat people with respect and acknowledge that, like, people deserve to, like, you know, like, you having a Japanese wife and only speaking to her in English it's demoralizing yeah yeah. i'm not even asking for him to go out of his way to be wonderful showering love on all asians i don't know reaching out to their governments making their lives better i'm not asking for that i'm asking for him to treat them with a passable respect that you would someone you walk past on the street Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, a lot of people um, really chalk this up to just moral panic, which is a situation in where like, you know, they create mass media campaigns to create fear, reinforce like stereotypes, or it's like an exaggerated outburst of public concern over like the morality or behavior of a group of society. And I would argue and say like, he's not a product of his time because it's not like racism died out. You know, no. it's not like- Racism, racism is still here. Hi. It didn't take a holiday, you know? Like in Atlanta, we just talked about the shooting that happened with the Asian American women at that spa. So it's not anything new. It's not change. It's not different. It's not over. It's still something that's prevalent. And for you to include that character wasn't at all cohesive to the plot or necessary. You just threw that in because you wanted to. You know what I mean? It wasn't needed. You know, like Leonardo DiCaprio saying the N-word in Django Unchained. Yes, that is needed. That is a product of its time. That makes sense. That fits mm-hmm. into the plot mm-hmm. and the period of the time. But having uh, a man just treat his Japanese wife like she's just a sex doll to him, that's disgusting, you know? And it's not, you just put that in there just to put it in there. Like there's no real reason behind it. No, if you put it in there because you thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. You put it in there. Maybe you, maybe you put it in there for the shock value. Maybe you yeah. knew it was going to get that type of reaction. Yeah. You Actually, know. let's be realistic. I highly doubt that they didn't consider the reaction that would bring. They didn't consider it because they didn't think it would be a problem because they didn't. They don't think about that stuff because white people like don't even consider racism. Like it's not a problem or anything that concerns them in any way. So, yeah, it's just the movie. It just stars a lot of out of touch white people, written by out of touch white people. So, yeah. the fact that this film was nominated for anything. I think it's just because of the director. Because Licorice Pizza, like, mm. I tried watching it, but, like, it's not, it's okay. It's just okay. I guess I tried. I did try to watch it. There are, And so, I regret that attempt. And this is what I'm talking about. There are so many other, more interesting, better films that came out this year that deserve any kind of attention, any more attention than Licorice Pizza does. Like, Pig. I would have liked to see, I would like, like, I know we all laugh at Nicolas Cage, but every once in a while, that man does a good movie. And you know what? Did you not watch National Treasure? (laughs) (laughs) National Treasure is a national No, because that is a cult classic film. Yeah, No, because that is one of the best films of the early 2000s. Yes, it is. Yes. They eat that movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. And I do have to say, there is one movie that I watched that I really liked. And I'm very, very sad that it didn't get nominated. And it's a movie called Mass. And basically it's a film that is, um, it basically, like the movie is, okay. The movie is about these parents and, you know, they're talking about the aftermath of a very like, terrible tragedy. And this film is so good. It's okay. sad. It tears at your heartstrings. It's really well done. The problem is that like it didn't do well at the box office like at all, and I'm really upset by it because it's very like well reviewed and well liked, but I think it just didn't get enough push or just didn't get enough like promotion or something like that because like it's one of the best films made in this year in 2021. It's also just one of the best films I think in general. It's amazingly acted. Yeah. And okay. It talks like this movie talks about something that people deal with. This movie talks about like an experience that 
parents have to go through or parents fear that they will have to go through because of so many states in this country trying to relax all these gun laws despite the fact that their mass shootings are like happening everywhere in this country and i think this movie is so important and i think that this movie with how well acted it is and with how raw it is and the conversation behind it and how well like everything about this movie this movie deserves much more attention much more praise and much more acclaim than don't look up because it's just better it's better Mm -hmm. and i'm so sad that it didn't because like Jacob Isaacs, I love him. I Jason Isaacs, my bad. I love him. He's amazing. A lot of people know him from um, Harry Potter because he played Malfoy's dad, but mm-hmm. he is such a good actor. And the fact that this movie just flew completely under the radar and not enough people know about it is a huge disappointment because more people should have watched this movie. You know, I really feel like it was released on Apple TV, but I feel like if Apple I, Apple, I know you have the freaking money. Don't play with me right now. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. If Apple pushed for this to be in theaters as much as they push for these other movies to be in theaters, bruh, I would, I would be so happy. I'd be so thrilled. But it's, it's a disappointment that not enough, not more people know about this film. And that's what I've talked about a lot because this movie deserves way more recognition than Don't Look Up. I, I guess, I guess I'll have to watch it because I also had not heard of it. Yeah, it's on Apple TV, but I'm sure you can find a bootleg somewhere. You oh. know, Jason Isaacs deserves his due. Like he is, he's just like one of those actors who's like a great actor, phenomenal, amazing. And you see him in certain things, but you don't know exactly what it is. This movie mm-hmm. should have been his movie. This should have been his his moment. His moment. <laughs> this is one of the this is one of the things like that I hate as like someone who's into film. But I don't make movies. I don't make films. I don't have a production company. I don't have like, uh, you know, I don't have uh, uh, a distribution company. Because if I did, everybody would know about Mass. Everybody would know about this movie. Everybody. Okay. I'll be talking about it everywhere. Please. Please. Don't play with You me. would not get me to shut up about it. I could. You could not get me to shut up about it. Please. You would have to literally hit me in the face of the chair for me to shut up about this movie. <laughs> Glenn, is there any, are there any movies that you think, um, do you know any movies like that you've watched recently that probably got snubbed at the Oscars? Like our apps, I can't. So I was kind of thinking through and going through, mm-hmm. and I couldn't think of any like specifically that I was mm-hmm. like this needed, needed, needed to be on here. There's a couple that like I would have liked them in different area, like controversial opinion, I guess. No, no, not really. But um, I would have loved if Tick, Tick, Boom was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, it's nominated for Best Actor, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Obviously, as it should be. Um, but it could have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. That was the one that really stuck out to me when I was, like, reading through mm-hmm. everything. That's just, like, a personal opinion, though. I completely understand why it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, I was very interested as to why Licorice Pizza was nominated for as much as it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the Oscar campaign. You know what I mean? It they really invite is. people over, the people have dinner, they pay them off, you know, it's like, oh, da, 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 da. and then, you know, they go home with an Oscar because that's all they want at the end of the day. Wait, can we talk about, can we talk about, there's one that I want to talk about that I mm-hmm. don't think you have on your list. Yeah. Because I was looking through and I didn't see it. Um, But this is, this is just like a personal thing that I need to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. So this is for um, the best animated feature film Mm -hmm. um, category. Um, So there's a few different like things in here. Uh, And a lot of people, 
a lot of people think that Encanto is going to win. Which, like, it makes sense. I understand why people would think that. Um, I just don't want it to win. And it's not that I don't want it to win because I don't like the movie. I don't <laughs> want it to win. Because competing <laughs> against it is... What? Why? What? No, explain yourself. Explain yourself. Yeah, I am. I'm going right. explain myself. Okay. I'm explain myself. Okay. I don't want it to win. Because competing against it is the Mitchells versus the Machines. And let me explain mm. this to you. Okay, mm -hmm. so one Encanto, amazing, um, amazing movie, beautiful score, wonderful animation. It's Disney. Okay, but the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm -hmm. I there is so like if you're just watching the style, Encanto looks like every other Disney movie. Like you could take scenes, obviously, like you can't because it's in Colombia, but you could take scenes from Encanto and transpose them onto the scenes of Tangled, which came out in, like, what, 2013? Mm -hmm. And you really wouldn't see that much of a difference. Like, the ones now, the Encanto might be a little bit clearer, might be a little bit more vivid, but you could easily pass them off in the exact same universe. Because Disney knows its style, and it doesn't really change it. Mm -hmm. But The Mitchells versus The Machines was something so dramatic, so wild, so out there, so fully committed, Mm -hmm. that uh, the only other movie that I would even compare it to, and I feel kind of rude comparing it to this movie because it's one of those examples where like there's just so few examples so that you have to compare it to a movie that like really, they have like nothing in common. Um, I compare it to like the Spider-Verse. The style, but yeah. like, here's the thing. The Spider-Verse went very comic book, panel type style animation vibe. Mm -hmm. The Mitchells versus the Machines goes comic book on overload and is completely filled with it. It commits to it in every single scene. It's mm -hmm. dramatic. It's loud. It hurts to watch. Yeah. Because of the level of detail and the blasting of images and everything that is put on screen. I have watched that movie probably like 10 times and I know I still have not gotten everything out of that movie because of the level of detail that they put in like every single frame. Mm -hmm. I, I want the Mitchells versus the Machines to win because one, it's a cute family story. Like yeah. it's a story about like a daughter reconnecting with her dad, even though they had like, um, I won't say like a rough childhood, but like they never really like got each other growing up. They, were never, they never yeah. really like clicked growing up. Um, it's a family road trip story. It turns a little bit wild and exciting with like, um, like a dramatic like robot takeover, blah, blah, blah. So it turns into like a dramatic, like we have to save the world type story. It's very childlike, very friendly, very mm -hmm. exciting, very that style. But just like the art style, if this movie wins, it will push people to start being more dramatic. It will give them like the inspiration that they need. Like, hey, this movie that was animated like no other movie has ever been animated, just won an Oscar. We need to start being more creative with the artistic decisions we make. We need to break out of this Disney glowing soft face mold. And we need to start making movies that are not necessarily wild, but they're different. They yeah. look unique. You couldn't get this movie mistaken for any other movie ever. And like, that, that's what I want. Partially because Disney is a huge conglomerate, mm. but partially just because the Mitchells versus the Machines is so different. Yeah. Let it let it win because it will push the next generation of animated movies. Also, side bias. Um, if this movie wins, if I'm correct, this will be the first movie that has ever had a 
YouTuber as a voice actor to not one. It's, I'm pretty sure it's already one of the only ones to ever get nominated, but to win. Um, it has Elle Mills. No, she wasn't a main character, but I am giving her props because she right. is the daughter of the perfect family that is kind of semi the antagonist to the main family. Mm. So that's good enough. Um, and then that that just like opens new doors for like the YouTuber world in general. Like a YouTuber who is only known for their YouTube videos. They weren't like an actor or in anything before, just YouTube mm-hmm. is already in a film that got nominated for an Oscar and is like could quite literally very possibly be in a film that won an Oscar. That just makes waves for the internet community in general. Like all these like Addison Ray with her own movie, he's all about blah, blah, blah. No, did your movie win an Oscar? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it would just be exciting to like start getting like the people who are talented um, in like the YouTube sphere and just like the internet sphere and, and all to start being able to seep their way into the film industry a little bit more. Cause there's some amazing talent there. Anyways, for multiple reasons. Like I said, if Encanto wins, I completely understand. I won't be mad because it is an absolutely amazing film. But I just think that the Mitchells versus the Machines would do so much more for the industry. It would set a precedent that would improve the industry in the future. I agree with you. Anyways, that's my rant. That's my rant. I agree with you 110% because a lot of times with animated movies, they kind of just do the same thing over and over again, which is why I don't usually watch them. But Mitchell and the, the Mitchells versus the Machines was so good. Also, the cast is amazing. First of all, Abby Jacobson, mm-hmm. my queen. Absolutely, exactly. I I wasn't uh-huh. even like talking about all those like the amazing voice actors in here. Yeah. Also, Alex Hirsch from Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. I love him. I love it. I totally agree with you, one hundred percent. I do have to say for the best animated feature film. I don't think Raya and the Last Dragon should be nominated no, because that was a different thing. That was a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. I, I didn't want to sully my very real, very true argument for the Mitchells mm-hmm. versus the Machines by bringing up Raya. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I do think the Mitchells versus the Machines would be an awesome win. I do think a lot of people are either thinking that maybe like Encanto might win, possibly, yeah. or Luca. Because Flea is nominated for Best Animated, Best International, and Best Documentary. So it's also one of the mm-hmm. first, one of the first and only movies to be nominated in three different categories in that way. And that movie could probably win in any of those categories. So it doesn't even need to be win, it doesn't even need to win Best Animated Feature. Because it could win Best International or Best Documentary. And honestly, it's better to win Best Documentary or True. Summer of Soul could win Best Documentary. Because Questlove having an Oscar, unstoppable. Unstoppable, unbeatable, untouched. You know what I mean? But I agree with you on that. I agree with you that like animated films need to do something different and they need to do something new and they need to switch it up a bit. And you can't keep doing the same story over and over again. Or you can't have like <clears throat> a plot that is bad or half done and then expect big name actors to carry your show for you, carry your movie for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there needs to there needs to be a little gift. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to the movies to watch Kelly Clarkson to sing about hair. I'm going to the movies for a story. I'm going to the movies for something else. You know, Kelly Clarkson is not enough for me. Sorry. I need something more. You know what I'm saying? So I totally agree with you on that. You know. I hope the Mitchells and the Machines do win something because it's a really good movie. 
and they deserve their accolades. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm not even asking for much. I'm asking for a good movie to win the award. It's already nominated. Just give it the award. And Elle Mills? Uh, Elle Mills? See, look, also, it's a perfect YouTuber, unproblematic, LGBTQ icon. Has Like, I can think of hundreds of people who have directly said that they were able to come out because of the videos that she did when she decorated her house with rainbows. Mm-hmm. She has high quality, amazing content, never causes any problem. Like, like I, I would struggle to think of a better YouTuber to be the mm-hmm. first one to be in a not to be in a Academy Award winning movie. Elle Mills, Mills deserves. Elle deserves absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Um, let's see what else is here. Um. I am kind of disappointed that the tragedy of Big Beth wasn't nominated for like more or at least best picture, you know. True, this... I guess that could that definitely could have been best picture. Also, I'm asking a question. Did Denzel win an Oscar? Hold on, what was that movie he did? Denzel Washington. He did a movie with Colin Farrell. Roman J. Israel. Okay. Let me. Did he win an an in? Did he win something for this movie? He was nominated um, for Academy Award and a SAG Award and a Golden Globe. Okay, he was nominated for it. Let me look. Okay, he I didn't think he win. Won. No, he didn't win anything for this. Okay, great. Okay, good. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, right? <clears throat> Denzel really did deserve a nomination for Tragedy of Macbeth. Absolutely. Like, Coda should not be the only Apple film that was nominated for an award this year. Because Apple really has been putting out some really good movies this year with some really great actors. And for the tragedy of Macbeth to just kind of be, I don't know, pushed to the side and not given like, you know, a big name nomination, like it is nominated, of course, but like it should, it's nominated for best cinematography, which like, okay, best cinematography, best production design, but those are awards you just slap on there. You know, those are the yeah. awards you just put on there just to get the people to show up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chris McDormand and Denzel did not receive acting knobs for the BAFTAs, you know? So for them to not even like, why are y'all ignoring these? Why are y'all ignoring our heavy hitters? Our heavy hitters, our titans. You know what I mean? Like, Francis McDormand is that girl. You know what I mean? I love Judy Dutch. I love the day of Judy Dutch. Of course I do. And I love Jessica Chastain. Of course I do. But like, Oh, he's nominated. He's nominated for Best Actor. My bad. I, I looked right mm-hmm. over that. My bad. My bad. I looked right over that. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like, it's it, when you have a movie where the actor or the actress is nominated for a Academy Award, usually the movie and the picture gets like Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, something mm-hmm. like that. You know? Mm-hmm. You giving them the scraps. What's going on here? Exactly. Yeah, like Dune can easily take on best cinematography and best adapted screenplay. Easily. So what's going on? Yeah, it it really is. Like if I, I okay, so like honestly looking at best adapted screenplay, I would kind of be mad if it was uh well okay, wait, a best adapted screenplay we can go back to. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I meant yeah. best cinematography. Yeah. I'd be kind of mad if it wasn't Dune. Mm-hmm. Cause like what's that just... story? Sure, maybe, but like See, West Side Story, is it beautiful? Absolutely. But at the mm. end of the day, it's it's still just a musical with pretty dresses. 
you know, and they did, they did with it. They did with, they did, they did amazing stuff with it. But June, June mm -hmm. was stunning, especially because most of, most of the time it was like blank, you know, mm -hmm. like it wasn't flashing colors. It wasn't beautiful dances. It was landscape of desert. It was, it was nothingness. I, I love that. It's so hard to make a desert look cinematic. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Okay, but going to best um production. Oh wait, no, best because Tragedy of Macbeth is also put in best production design. Yeah. I can't tell you what production design is. You know, I, I know wait, it's I'm a I'ma look it up. You talk, I'ma look it up. I know it's art design, but like I don't wanna say I don't I wanna say this. Everybody who is any person who contributes anything to a film is integral to the film. It's not just the actors and the directors and the writers. Every single part of the film to like the PAs to the director is important mm -hmm. and they matter and they should get the recognition they deserve for the work that they put into the movies. That being said, they're like those technical categories are often seen as participation awards oh, yeah. when it comes to award season. So when you have a really great movie that is phenomenal, amazing, great actors, great directors, amazing writing, but you want to favor your bestie Adam McKay and give him best picture, you're going to put The Tragedy of Macbeth, which was amazing, in the technical category just to try and get Denzel to show up. Because you want Denzel there. You want Francis there. Denzel's going to show up because he's nominated for best actor. But like you want the girls to show up mm -hmm. and you're going to mm -hmm. give them... This, you're going to give them what you can give them. You know what I mean? And they're going to put Academy Award winning film on top of that movie for Apple to push so people can watch it. But, oh, you know, it just it um, is. So production design, according to Wikipedia, um, it says uh, the production design and production designer is the individual responsible for the overall aesthetic of the story. The production design gives the viewers a sense of the time period, the plot location, and characters' actions and feelings. Mm -hmm. um, so loosely defined, but like, I guess I understand what's meant by it. Yeah, I definitely get that. But um, you're, very, you're very right. It's a technical award that's seen as a participation trophy. They only threw um, tragedy of Macbeth on there so they could try to get some of the girlies to show up because they know they know they need them. Yeah. And you it's know, kind of sad. I do believe that tragedy of Macbeth deserved more. Yeah, I do. I am glad that like there are a couple movies on this on my list that have been getting some, um, you know, attention during war season, like Parallel Mothers. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with that movie because I do like Parallel Mothers. I think it's a pretty good film. I do love Penelope Cruz. And, you know, she is up against a lot of heavy hitters in the best actress category. But I think it's a really yeah. good movie that people should go see nonetheless. And I am so happy that King Richard is getting its nominations. And also, the Academy does this when, like, the Academy does this when there are films, multiple films with people of color and diverse cast. And they're like, so which one of these? Which one of these Negroes are going to show up? Which one do y'all like? Because. Wait a second. Did no. you just. <laughs> listen, listen, let's not act like. Let's not act like. No, because you are 100% right. I don't know why I expected you to behave any differently. Listen, man. The harder they fall, 
and King Richard, both great movies, both amazing. This is the second mm-hmm. film Regina King has directed that has been snubbed. One Night in Miami, and now The Harder They Fall. And Regina, she deserves. At some point or another, the Academy's got to open their eyes and see that she deserves a Best Director nom. At one of these mm-hmm. award shows, at one of them, and she deserves a win as well, okay? The Harder They Fall, great. You know, King Richard, amazing. Venus and Serena, they did their thing. Will, Angela, like they all did it. And it was a great movie. And, you know, listen, another thing about award shows is that they're trying to get people to watch them because people don't really watch award shows all that much. And like, you know, I'm the kind of person, I'm, I don't watch, I don't care. The next day I'm on Twitter. And uh, I'm no, okay, and here's what's the thing. On, okay. I was about to say, why am I, why am I watching the award show where I can be on Twitter? Right. Or yeah. I might just ignore the complete award show and then just look up a list after, like wait yeah. till the next day and just be like, all oh, Oscar winners. Uh-huh. And guess what? Mm-hmm. I just spent five minutes of my time instead of wasting like three hours of time. And this is about efficiency. So I understand they want to get people to watch it, blah, blah, blah. Another thing is that like nominating, nominating Ariana for uh, her song, Don't Look, Look Up, Just Look Up, would have been great because her and Kid Cudi performing, amazing. Both very well-known, very well-liked actors. Very well-known, very well-liked singers, rappers, you know, musicians. However- Also, it would make sense. Mm, however- See, because- Oh, sorry, you go first. You go first, sorry. They are not Beyonce. And Beyonce is going to yeah. be performing at this year's Oscars. Ah! Ah! Listen, and the, they said, look, the harder they fall, it's good. It's great. Jay-Z, you're awesome. You're great. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious to me that, like, it's so interesting to me. Kit Cuddy is on two different songs in two critically acclaimed movies, but neither of them have been nominated for anything. He was on Guns Go Bang with Jay-Z for The Harder They Fall, and he was on Just Look Up with Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my house, I'm like, hmm. y'all gotta... <laughs> I think it's so... I think... I'm looking at, like, hmm. I'm pretty sure it's not on purpose, but, like... I just found it interesting that like he was in two different songs. I was like, hmm, both of these are bops. Yeah, both, both of these are, are absolutely bops. fucking fire. It was like, okay. So you want to explain? And it's also been 10 years since Kid Cudi and Jay-Z have worked together. And for them to come back again and make this awesome song for this movie. And get crazy. snubbed. <laughs> snubbed. Man. I mean, imagine Jay-Z with an Oscar. That just shows that that just shows that these nominators, whatever you call them. Have voters. no respect for the culture. They don't have no their finger on the, the pulse at all. At all. You could have not, you could have Jay-Z and Beyonce with an Oscar. Listen, and they would have used that picture forever. You know the Oscars Twitters, they love to use pictures of black people and never nominate them. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. The Grammy Twitter, y'all did the same thing. Y'all did the same See, thing. See, because here's the thing. They are they are they are just smart enough. Mm-hmm. To know that these are the people they should be nominated, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're not. I don't even know what to call them. It's. They're like you're right. These are the people that should be getting nominated. We ain't gonna do it, right. but we know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like we know that you guys love Beyonce, but what if we gave Dua Lipa a Grammy? What about that? What about that? Nothing against Dua Lipa. She's a pop princess. I love her, but you know. No, no, because, because we're not no, wrong. She, Dua Lipa knows she stays in her lane. She <laughs> does what she's supposed to, and she gives us bombs. Yeah. As far as I know, Dua Lipa doesn't really cause much drama. Dua Lipa you know? just lives her life. She just lives. Yeah. She her lives life. her life. She lives in her 80s vibes. Mm-hmm. She loves her 80s. 
She's like, I'm gonna go be playing my vinyl records I'm not from the eighties, not the not these two thousand ten vinyl mm-hmm. records. Yeah. I play my eighties records. I'm gonna sing in my home studio, and when mm-hmm. the next album is ready, I'll let you know. Goodbye. Period. Period. As she should love it. So maybe I'll watch. Uh, I will be watching Beyonce's performance. You know, absolutely. Because getting Beyonce on a soundtrack. Okay, I'm not disrespectful. Okay. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not a criminal. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a sinner. I will be watching her performance. I may not have a lot of things in my life, but the one thing I do have is taste. <laughs> right. Thank you. I may not have Thank a lot of things you. in my life, but I do have respect for culture. Yes. Unlike the voters of the Oscars, yeah, it wouldn't have been that hard. Like, why not give Jay Z best song nomination? Why not? He's mm-hmm. Jay Z. Hello. Give him his own. You even need to come up with a reason. You could just give it to him just because just because of Tim, honestly. Listen, the name would have been like he made the right choice. People would rather have dinner than Jay-Z than get a billion dollars. Look, look, wake up, wake up. Like, Glenn, would you rather have a billion dollars or have dinner with Jay-Z? Uh Jay-Z. Sorry. You have dinner with Jay-Z? So is that the wrong thing? No. You better rub me my check. I don't want to have dinner with Jay-Z. Like I like Jay-Z, but like money? Tangible? I don't yes. I mean, I mean, you know what you're right. You know I got a little bit caught up in the hype. I wasn't thinking straight. What's Jay-Z gonna tell me that I can't get from a productivity YouTuber? You know what I mean? Create systems, wake up early, you know, like blah 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 blah, whatever. I've sure. seen all the videos, I've watched them all. Y'all say the same thing. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I guess thanks for the check. <laughs> One thing I do want to say, um, Paul Thomas Anderson better not go home with this director. Better not. You don't actually think he will. I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want no, to. No, I did it. not ask you that. I said you do not think that he will. I hope he doesn't. But licorice pizza, the way that it's been shoved in here, I I don't know. You know, yeah, I do. Can think- you explain? Uh, actually, no. I was I, I, I was going to say, can you explain why licorice pizza is in every single category? Oh, uh, it's not. Um, like it just it hurts. The harder they fall is such a better movie, you know. Like we all had our own kind of like criticisms over Zazie Beetz casting, but it was still a mm-hmm. good movie. It was a great movie. Yeah, you have Regina King as director. You have Idris Elba. This is also Idris Elba was in another film that was snubbed at the Oscars as well, and it was one of Netflix's first films. I think it was Beast of No Nations. I think that was it. Beast of No Nation. Yeah. Beast of No Nation. It came out in 2015. And that movie was snubbed at the Oscars as well. Even though it was amazing. Well done. Very well directed. Very well received. And the, what if y'all have beef with Idris? Idris? The, what do y'all have beef though? Because I want to know. What's going the on? Way the, the way that's embarrassing. It's, it kind of is. You could have Idris Elba walking down your red carpet, and yet you do not. Why is that? Why is Benedict Cumberbatch? Why is Benedict Cumberbatch nominated for an Oscar and not Idris Elba? Why is that? Are um, we really going to have discussion over the who's dog more? is really nominated for the most Oscars this year? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a good movie. And yeah, like, it's nominated you know, for twelve. Yeah, it's the most. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say anything against the film or Benedict Cumberbatch acting. He's a great actor. You know. If you ever see a sci-fi movie where there's a white man who has to decide whether or not he wants to betray the government, that's Ben coverage up patch right there. You know what I mean? He's great. He's a great actor. But like, mm-hmm. Idris Elba mm-hmm. gives Absolutely. us exactly what we're looking for. 
each and every time without fail the talent this man has the swagger this man possesses like this response the responsibility the this has like it's the power <laughs> at this point it's negligent at this point it's negligent that he didn't get nominated this point, it's, it's embarrassing it's embarrassing on everyone it who is really in that is. room are you not embarrassed are you not embarrassed by this i would hide my face hmm. like, duck down why... you will never see me in public this is why we don't know why these uh oscar voters look like because they keep making these stupid decisions and they're shamed because they get jumped they get jumped. I'ma say it. Do I condone violence? No. But they if we knew their faces, they'd be jumped tomorrow. They'd be Bro. jumped before we're done with this podcast. How do you feel? How would you feel if you're walking down the street and somebody in a tote bag with an oat milk latte came and just knocked your shit out? How would you feel? <laughs> how would you feel? How would you feel? Like okay, but you know that tote bag people. weighs like 35 pounds. <laughs> like you just got the tote like, bag. You just got like debt. Mm-hmm. Debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would you feel, man? That was not... Listen, you're going to have some mid-20-year-old girl who's a crush on a guy who's old enough to be his... His Like, it's just not... It's not looking good for you. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to film Twitter on you. Like exactly. No, no, no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because, like, here's... They need to take responsibility for their own actions. Because when I make a mistake, like, when I was a server, if I bring out someone the wrong food, or, like, I take someone's order wrong, blah, 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 I have to like own up to my mistake. Like I have to apologize. I have to fix it. You know, something will happen. I have to own up when I make a mistake and like the guests are unhappy because of it. So how come these people get to constantly, almost exclusively make mistakes every year and no consequences? We don't know their faces. We don't know who they are. They, they get to fly under the rug. No, because when I make mistakes in my job, I need to take accountability. And you've been making a lot of mistakes in your job. Where's the accountability? Mm. Where's the Twitter apology notes app? The Twitter notes app apology. We would like Where's to see Where's the, the YouTube video of you crying, apologizing? We would like to see it. I would love to see it. I need closure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I also want to say, I think that, what was I going to say? Sorry, I just forgot what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Steven Spielberg should win Best Director for West Side Story. I don't know why he was nominated, to be honest. Because it's Steven Spielberg and it's West Side Story. No. Sorry, did you not just hear the sentence that came out of your mouth? You just said I, why it was nominated. I feel like that was an easy... Also, I want to say, The French Dispatch, if any white people movie should be nominated for Oscars, it should be The French Dispatch. And I'm not saying that just because Timothy Chalamet is in it. I'm not saying that. But, like, imagine how iconic uh, that would okay. be for him to be in two Oscar-nominated films. Timothy Chalamet is one of the only white boys of the month that I will stand behind. He he really is. He is white boy of the year. He listen, y'all might not think he's attractive, but he is a good actor. He is a good actor. He has great drive. He doesn't need to be attractive. My God. He but he is. (laughs) He kind of is. It's an acquired taste. But you know what? Like he's he's actually like he's like one of those white boys that like you get shoved down your throat and you're like, maybe. You're like, you know what? He's all right. He's okay. He's he's pretty cool. I mean. Because, like, mm-hmm. at first it was like, oh my gosh, I was obsessed with this little twink looking boy. But now it's just like, I get it. I get it. You know, he comes on set, he does his job, and he leaves. And we can appreciate that about him. Absolutely. Yeah, he's better than Ansel Elgort. Uh, <laughs> <you're right. laughs> he lost his life by the month banner a long time ago. Oof, man. Yeah, that's also kind of why 
West Side Story is kind of iffy for me. Yeah, I was really excited for that movie to come out because I love Ansel Elgort, or I used to, but you know. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened mm-hmm. with Bohemian Rhapsody because Brian Singer was a huge part of the film. Because then that argument becomes, should this movie not be nominated because someone on the set was accused of something so bad? Or should it continue to be nominated despite this person being accused of something? See, I know that's a tricky, tricky subject, sticky situation, but I personally think that should still be able to be nominated because like a lot of times, like we were talking about earlier, people see like all the other side, um, like side awards and everything else is just like participation trophies. as just like, mm. oh, well, like, yeah, you got like, I don't know, best cinematography, but like, like that isn't best actor. That isn't like best picture. Um, and I feel like it kind of like ruins it for like the dozens to sometimes hundreds of people that worked on a movie that gets uh, completely like snubbed, not not snubbed, but it's gets completely removed because of one person's actions. Like there's an entire team. That one, that movie is not solely this one actor's movie or this one director's movie. Yeah, you're right. So uh, maybe don't nominate the actor. Maybe don't yeah. nominate the director, but you can nominate the movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because nomination still means something. Like, yeah, you, I know that like I'm not into the film industry, like I'm not part of the film industry or whatever. But if I ever work on a movie and it gets nominated for something that I was doing, like let's say I was doing costume design, that's something I can see myself doing. Um, and it gets nominated for best costume design. I don't care if it wins. Like obviously I'd be happy if it did. I'd be flexing that I worked on a movie and I worked on the costumes and those costumes got nominated for an Oscar. Like, do you know how much that would mean to someone who's just like, you know, because like obviously costume designers are not like respected, world-renowned, famous people in the industry. Do you know how much that would mean to someone to know that a costume that they worked on got nominated, just nominated? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, life-changing. And in that own community, that means a lot. Like it might not mean a lot to you, big directors, big reviewers, big all that. But in the costume design niche, the era, the world, that means a lot. That means, oh, she knows what she's doing. Oh, we need her. Yeah, like Ruth E. Carter so being- So don't ruin- um, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, like I just wanted to mention like Ruth E. Carter is someone who was nominated and won for costume design for Black Panther. So I totally agree with what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like don't quite literally steal all the other people who worked hard on this movie's chance to go on and do better things because yeah. of one person's actions that had nothing to do with them. That is very true. It also like brings up the point of how like, a lot of times, like, I think this is happening a lot in the Me Too era where a lot of these TV, there are a lot of TV shows and movies that are being canceled because the producers and like the stars of the films were accused of like bad things. But instead of these, mm-hmm. these, conti- these projects continuing on, they were just, you know, killed, just straight up at the gate, just stopped. And um, it is true that like these people should be held accountable for their actions and they need to like at least seek help or like try to be better people at the end of the day. The work that they are working on, there are other people that depend on it and they deserve, you know, their chance. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, okay, great. Um, I don't, I'm looking through my list real quick just to see if there's anything else I wanna say. I do think that the French, the French dispatch, ditch, dispatch? whatever i do think that it should have been nominated for something at the oscars 
I don't think it was. Because I like the French Dispatch. I think it should, I think it deserved, you know, something. And I find it hilarious that there are people who are upset because No Way Home didn't get nominated for anything for the Oscars. And to that, I say, um, it not got every... nominated for the Oscars Cheer Award. That is so stupid. That's such a stupid category to bring in. That is, that is such a Twitter thing. That is the thing they're, they are simply doing just so they can put something on TikTok. I promise you. It's just, that's such a social well, media. Yeah, like, but like, sorry, is it an award nomination or not? <laughs> I'm just making fun of the people who are mad yeah. that it wasn't nominated. That's what I'm doing here. Not every Marvel, just because Black Panther got nominated doesn't mean every Marvel movie should. All right. Y'all trying to follow in the girl's footsteps and you can't do it. You're not like her. All right. So so she was flying. And you will never be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever think. I would never let anyone beneath me get above me. Okay. Like, please. You're beneath me. You always be. Don't ever get twisted. Okay. Exactly. But if you want to hit that stage and hit that stage, you should hit that stage. Because trick. <laughs> Not for one person, that's one person only. That's the baddest bitch. Don't know be a batter bitch. All right. So don't forget beside yourself. All right. Please. Exactly. Okay. Y'all can't do it like the other girls can. No. Stop comparing me to people I'm better than. Mm-hmm. It's not cute. It's desperate. All right. Just, you know, yeah. I'm Thank sorry, you. your three favorite white boys be <laughs> with each other. Did it win? Best picture. I mean, at least Andrew Garfield has a Golden Globe and a Hollywood Critics Associates Award for Best Actor, and he is nominated for Best Actor in the Oscars, but... Yeah, he's you know. going to win at least... He... He's he at least going won. to win. Tick, Tick, Boom is going to win... No, some Oscar. Tick, Tick, yeah. Boom is going to win some Oscar. He, like, y'all, don't have to worry about Andrew Garfield. He already won. He's fine. He does not... He just wants Completely to show fine. up and, like, make friends. That's it. Like, Andrew Garfield, he's there to have fun. You know what I mean? And guess what? Yeah. Tom Holland will probably win a, an award once he starts making good movies. <laughs> that's, I mean, like, I know that's not exclusively how it works, but, like, he's a white male mm. in the industry. He'll start winning the awards when he's the good movies. Uh, he's fine. You don't have to worry about your boy Tommy. Mm-hmm. He, Thomas will be fine. <laughs> yeah. I am surprised that Rita Moreno didn't get nominated for West Side Story. And I'm I'm very surprised that Dennis Villeneuve did not get nominated for Best Director because he really should have been nominated for Best Director. Dune was a masterpiece. He deserves that nomination. He deserves it Absolutely. over Paul to Anderson. He does. Listen. Definitely. Not only does he deserve the nomination, he just deserves to win it. Like, I don't know how someone who is objectively supposed to win Best Director was to even nominate it. Listen, I love John That's very Carr. suspicious. I love Drive My Car and, you know, I love uh, The Power of the Dog. Jane, shout out to you. But, like, Dune? Dune is a better film it was about climate level. change than Don't Look Up is. Because you can have good also, writing. Also, Dune, Dune took a book that came out, like, 60 years ago and adapted it so that it was interesting to a modern-day audience mm-hmm. and is making a sequel so that it can have a complete story that isn't rushed or choppy, or in, like, huh? So do you think, who do you think did that? That was Dennis. Mm. That was Dennis. That was all mm-hmm. Dennis. But obviously, like, yeah. there's other writers of women, there's other team, blah, 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 blah. Dennis did that, though. Mm-hmm. And it's very yeah. suspicious that you have Dune here, but you don't have him here. Mm. I do wish mm. that Passing and The Harder They Fall were nominated for simply anything in the Oscars. Because Passing was a really, really good film. 
and it is very unique and extremely different and passing is one of those movies where it takes the subject matter of the film and incorporates it into everything about the film and that in of itself deserves so much acclaim and so much recognition and tessa thompson amazing ruth nega amazing rebecca amazing amazing you know and i i'm just really i'm very disappointed that it got snubbed i'm very very disappointed because it was a really good movie and it was only it's like passing this is i'm not gonna i'm not trying to be mean but passing is one of the only films that takes the problem that hollywood has is colorism and puts good use to it you know what i mean like it takes colorism and it's actually like oh it like actually like makes an interesting conversation about it you know it gives us something like whole and like something like very well rounded you know passing is one of the only movies that takes the light-skinned actresses and it would be a good reason as to why like they would be like you know like passing just deserves it's so disappointing like it's obvious that they didn't watch the movie it's obvious you didn't watch the movie that's why it's not nominated because if mm-hmm. you watched the movie it would have been nominated jesus yeah but you know it's it's fine maybe you know sometimes they don't watch the movie sometimes the oscar campaign isn't like as boisterous as other ones yeah ah mm. netflix still got their nomination so you know it's at the end of the day it is what it is and a lot of people are surprised that Lady Gaga didn't get nominated for Best Actress for House of Gucci. I have nothing to say on that because I did not watch House of Gucci and I did not plan on watching House of Gucci because I I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Like, I love Adam Driver, but like, I don't know. Also, I don't know if I'm, the, uh, whatever. Blah, whatever. The Lost Daughter. Um, I still have to watch that movie. I haven't watched it yet, but I know it's going to be good because mm. Olivia Coleman is amazing and I love her. She's my queen. Facts. She is phenomenal. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to talk about. I do think that Come On, Come On, which is a film starring Joaquin Phoenix, should have been nominated for something during award season. And also Keyboard Fantasies is a biopic that came out recently um, about a sinful pioneer and trans icon who has been like, you know, basically like three day, three decades later, kind of going over the claim of their music. Mm-hmm. I do think that would have been an interesting nomination. But other than that, I don't think there's anything else I really want to talk about. I do love that Kristen Stewart was nominated for an Oscar. Thank I don't, goodness. I don't know who will win Best Actress. Um, I don't really want to make any predictions as of right now, but I do think that, hmm, I do think that Andrew Garfield is probably going to win Best Actor because he's already won a Golden Globe for Best Actor, and if it's not him, it's going to be Will Smith. Yeah. And for Best Actress, for Best Actress, it might be Jessica Chastain. If not her, then probably like Olivia Coleman. Um, Best Supporting, I'm going to say it's going to be Troy possibly joy kotzer because they want the diversity points you know what i mean but also he deserves it he deserves it mm-hmm. but also you know um they might give don't look up best original screenplay just to give them something you know what i mean because like they're like out of you know you came all this way yeah. here's your little trophy here you go because the one thing you're not gonna win is best picture that's dune all right that's dunes or at least best, best Adapted will either go to Dune or it might go to Drive My Car because I do think with like the, the popularity of Squid Games, they're going to try and like stay on the whole like supporting 
Asian, you know, heritage, like actors, creators. Mm -hmm. And yeah, um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say in regards to the nominations. Uh, is there anything you want to I say? I don't have anything either because I uh, have a bad history that if I say I want this movie to win, I know I have no <laughs> idea. But if I say I want this movie to win, it won't. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut so that my girlies can get their can get their bags yes. so that my my people can get their awards, um, and we can all be happy. I do think that either Flea or Summer of Soul is gonna win Best Documentary. Um, I don't think it should be Summer of Soul to win Best Documentary, and I think that either the worst person in the world or Flea is gonna win Best International. If not, it's probably either gonna be Flea or Drive My Car. I do think that Drive My Car is going to go home with an Oscar because they just have to. Drive My Car is a great movie. It has to go home with something, you know. And Best Supporting Actress, I do think it's going to go to Ariana. I think it's just her time. It's for her. You know, she deserves it. She's the underdog. She's gotten, like, all this acclaim, all these awards. She deserves it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be wonderful. And I, I know she's going to look beautiful that night. And if not her, mm -hmm. then I want it to be ingenue. Because I love her. I love her to death. And I mean, I think that's it, basically. Um, there's nothing else that I wanted to really mention. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess the only thing left for us to do really is just like watch the movies and then wait for the Oscars to come out and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. So I think that's this week's pod. Uh, before we go, we're going to do pass, which is the segment where we talk about things that we're going to be passing on this week. And I just want to go right out. I have something I'm going to be passing on. Um, so you mentioned Batman because you went to go see Batman. And recently, uh, yes. an article came out, came out talking about how Zoe Kravitz, she was passed, she was passed for her role in The Dark Knight because she was seen as too urban for the role. And I find this to be absolutely frustrating because Zoe Kravitz, beautiful. I find this to be exactly what I expected. <laughs> no, I, I, I truly am like, there is some, like, I, it doesn't make sense to me that Zoe Kravitz would be passed off for the Dark Knight Rises because she is seen as too urban. She benefits from nepotism. She is literally a light-skinned woman. She is so beautiful and so talented, and yet she is seen as too urban, which is frustrating to me because there are yeah, countless... Yeah, but also, here's the thing. It doesn't surprise me whatsoever because The Dark Knight Rises came out a decade ago. Oh, yeah, You're... 2012. A decade. Like, I, I mean this with every ounce of disrespect that I can muster. There was no way they were going to have Zoe Kravitz in that movie. Absolutely no way. The industry would not have allowed it. We like pretending every once in a while that like, actually, we, we, I'm not even sure if that's the right word, but, but like we like pretending that like, oh yeah, like we, we can have representation in our movies. We can have good actors that aren't white people in our movies. We can have all this, but that's so very new, like brand spanking new, like fresh out of the oven new. 10 years ago, you're really pressing. You're really pressing. It's still frustrating to me how like, you know, Zoe, she's cleared up that she wasn't like trying to, um, she said she wanted to audition and she was told that they were, they were not going urban on the part. And this was, she heard a lot 10 years ago. 
And she wasn't trying to point mm-hmm. fingers at anybody, especially not Chris Nolan or any of the producers or anything like that. And she was talking about what it was like to be a woman of color in the industry at the time. And, you know, I understand what you're saying and I get that, but like, it's so, it's so annoying because this still happens. It still happens. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, it, in my mind, like we see how like there are actresses that do benefit from colorism within Hollywood and within casting in Hollywood. And for Zoe Kravitz, who is someone who you would see benefit from that very easily, not be, you know, at least considered for such a small part or a small role in this film, makes you think about like, what, like, what are Black women here for if we do not fulfill a sexual object role, a mammy role, or the crying woman in the corner who's down on her luck roll. Like, what is it that you are going to put us in where we can have speaking lines at least and be seen as full characters? You know what I mean? It's it's frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, like the movie came out in 2012 because, you know, maybe that was before the whole push towards diversity. And that was before Oscar So White happened where the industry realized, oh, oh, snap, we got to let people in. I guess, oh, snap, I guess we can't just have white people in our movies anymore. Like, it's still frustrating because it's not any different now. It's not that much different now because we were literally talking about this with the nominations for the awards. And we were literally just talking about this with the Oscars in on award seasons. Like it is an example of what it was like to be a woman of color in the industry at that time, but it's still a problem to this day. And I'm just sick and tired of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hate I hate <laughs> that it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like it's also, it reminds me of the whole thing that happened with Lord of the Rings. With the, pre- with the prequel coming out and how like a lot of fans mm-hmm. didn't want a diverse cast mainly because they didn't see the point in having a diverse cast in the Lord of the Rings prequel and they didn't see why they should be there and they felt like it was just Hollywood pandering towards like you know people who want diversity and it's not that people were pandering it's that there can be people of color existing in a universe and fantasy and they should be allowed to exist in this universe and even if you're a white person and you see this as a universe where you don't think white like people of color live there that essentially tells me that you want to live in a fantasy world where people of color do not exist or they simply disappear and it's just you and your homies and to that i have to say that's just kind of closed-minded you know like you exactly you, you can just able- say that you never experienced any diversity growing up in yeah. in high school in college anywhere because like people who aren't white don't just like appear for cameos in the real world they're just they're there they're just as much there as you are they exist they might stay if you're spewing stuff like that they're probably staying away from you mm-hmm. which is probably why you don't see them a lot but if you're someone mm-hmm. who would rather but watch there. where people simply look like you and you are of the palm colored complexion that's just not how it is in the real world. And that tells me what you want to see in the real world. And that, you know, concerns me a little bit. Just going to say that right now. But it's so frustrating how, like, we exist. We are here. We should be able to be in films and movies without fitting into a certain stereotype or fulfilling certain needs or being somebody's, you know, we're not used for someone's character development or just, like, in the film and then gone 30 minutes in. Like, we should be able to exist wholly and have like full character arcs and developments every day and all this stuff, you know, without having to like, having it be dependent on like, oh, I'm this way because I was hurt. Like, it's just, it's the same thing over and over again. It's the same stuff. You know what I mean? Like you should just let, like, just let us be, you know, 
There should be black elves in Glenn, you're muted. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was just agreeing <laughs> with you. I was agreeing with you. I saw it. Yeah. It's fine. But, you know, we should just be able to exist in a fantasy world just to exist. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be that far-fetched of an idea. Yeah. You know? Like, mm. It's not difficult. It's not it's hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. I mean, I think that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you're going to pass on this week, Glenn? Uh, yes. It's not like any fault of it, but I'm passing on The Lost City. Have you heard of it? Yeah. So I don't mind the idea. And like, it's Sandra Bullock, it's Chan Tatum, it's Daniel Radcliffe, it's Brad Pitt, it's, you know, Joy Randolph. Like, it, it's fine. Like, it's a, it's a, I'm sure it's going to be a humorous, wonderful, interesting cast. Because all mm-hmm. of them are pretty humorous people. Except for Daniel Radcliffe. Um, all but, right, Jesus. But the, <laughs> the problem is that it's just, like, we just had The Jungle Cruise come out last summer. And we mm-hmm. just had Uncharted come out like two days ago. This is just, it's the same thing. It's the same concept. Lost City, people have to go find it. Lore, they have to collect someone who like wrote about it but doesn't actually know about it. Just searching for treasure, but it's the same thing. Like it's, but if you swapped out, took away the titles and read the description of Uncharted, The Jungle Cruise and The Lost City, you would not be able to tell me which is which. If there was no like character names and there was mm-hmm. no actor names, Oh, you're right. You're you're absolutely mm. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to watch the Lost. I want to watch the Lost City because Sandra Bullock. You know, Channing Tatum. You know, like I want. That's why I want to watch. You know, I didn't want Jungle Cruise because, like, I'm not. I like The Rock, but I don't like his movies because they're all bad. So I don't watch them. And then mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uncharted. <sighs> Y'all like. If I could ask Mark Wahlberg why he spent 45 days in jail, then, like, I don't want to know. I don't want to, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I like uh, yeah, yeah. I like Tom Holland, but, like, not that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm. I totally get it. Like, there, it just, we, like, if, maybe if there wasn't, like, three other ones like it that all came out in the last year. Yeah. I would. Yeah, it does. Like, I understand that there are movies that come out that are just movies to watch for fun and they're for families and it's like it's enjoyable and like oh my gosh let's go hang out guys like like, I get it this is a family outing kind of movie it doesn't need to be critically acclaimed perfect plot I don't need all that it's okay that's fine but we can switch it up we can make it a little different we can give something new we can give the girl something else you know what I mean like you know like Raya and the Last Dragon that's one of those movies that's like it's for fun it's for the kids but also like it's bad it's just not good. It's not. So, yeah. Okay. I think that's but it for me. But see, yeah, like, just to wrap it up, nothing against the movie. I'm sure I'll be fighting humans and do everything it's supposed to. It's mm-hmm. just unfortunate timing. I will be watching The Lost City, though. I will be seeing it because Sandra Bullock is going to get my I dollar. probably will, too. I just, I, this was more just to air my frustration mm-hmm. of... Like, why is there three of the exact same movie that came out within less than a year's time? Yeah. That's, just, that's the only problem. Yeah, I'm just going to say, any movie Sandra Bullock is in, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that cast, like, I know it's going to be funny. I know yeah. it will be funny. I'll probably yeah. watch it. I'm just not <laughs> being straight. Yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe, you know, he just does whatever he wants. He does the weirdest movies now and the weirdest shows. Like, he really just, like, says yes to anything. And I kind of like that for him. 
Do what makes you happy. Do what brings you joy. You know what I mean? Don't let it Exactly. He doesn't need the money. He don't need the work. He right. just had the 20th year anniversary of Harry Potter. The fandom is still going strong, even with Joanne stepping all over. Um, he's fine. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. All right. I think that's going to be it for us this week, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and share the pod with your friends. And follow us on TikTok as well. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. Bye. Bye, guys.